This is the Who's to Say podcast with your struggle bus captain, Grant Sheffield. All right, so welcome to episode 12 of the podcast. Uh, so my Patriots lost the Super Bowl. So yeah, that's the thing that happened. I was not thrilled about it. But um, yeah, I was going to talk about it last week with Will on the podcast because Will's also a Patriots fan. Uh, but we were like, nah, we ain't going to talk about that. So pretty much, Patriots lost the game. Malcolm Butler, our probably our Best cornerback, I would say. He's the one who helped us win the Super Bowl or whatever uh, the other year. And what's crazy about the game is, like, I'm watching the game. And I'm like, all right, we're down the whole game. And then third quarter, we start coming back. And, of course, you know, you got you have some comebacks left in you. Tom Brady's 40 years old. 40 is a, a very young age, relatively speaking. If if you're quarterback, you're like the crib keeper, pretty much. Like I don't, Tom Brady's my definitely my my quarterback for my team. But the thing is, he's 40 years old. Okay, so in a sense, that pretty much means he's old enough to be the president, but too old to be a firefighter. I think at that point, that's when you stop being the quarterback for a football team, or at least a starting quarterback. He's a great quarterback, still great. Uh, the system is definitely made for him to be great. Um, but that game, I was like, dude, we shouldn't have got rid of Garoppolo. And I feel that way. As soon as they traded Garoppolo, I was like, all right, we're going to get some scrub to come here just because Tom Brady wants to keep his spot, which I can appreciate that because I'm all about keeping a job. <laughs> That's not true. I'm not all about keeping a job. I'm all about doing a job for as long as I feel like it. So, yeah, that's not true. But, yeah, so the game was, the game was trash. I had to work that day. And um, as soon as I got off work, I came here back to my place, I was watching the game, and uh, for the most part, I just remember watching, like, dude, we're about to lose this game, like, the whole game, I felt like we were going to lose, the whole game, like, there wasn't a minute in the game, except for when the game first started, that I was like, oh, we might be able to win this game, the whole time, I was like, dude, because we were already down in the first quarter, then we're down in the second quarter, I was like, dude, they might as well just go ahead and get the buses ready, because we, it's not looking good for us right now, you know, and a lot of people who I know who are fans of other teams, talking so much trash on Facebook about the Patriots. I kind of like it, though. I kind of like that uh, people hate the Patriots. Uh, because, of course, like the fan base, of course, is going to be the most diverse fan base, I guess. It's not going to be like an Atlanta or Carolina or whatever. It's not going to be like a Dallas where all, like, your, all your cousins or whatever like are fans of that team. If you're a Patriots fan, like it's few and far between. Like... As far as Patriots fans I know, I probably know six of them. Six. This is a team that's won so many Super Bowls, I probably know six people who are Patriots fans, including myself. Um, but yeah, so we lost the game. That sucked. Um, let's see other things about the game. Didn't too much care for uh, Justin Timberlake. Um, I put a thing on uh, on Facebook that he looked like uh, he looked like a Sunday school minister was trying to be cool again. Because that's what he looked like. Like, I, don't, I didn't even know Justin Timberlake was still making music. I heard his uh, Supplies song or whatever, or whatever it's called. Eh, it's fine. It's whatever. But he's been doing movies the last three, four years. That rust is going to be there. It's just like if you don't go on stage for like two weeks straight 
and then you go on stage, you're like, oh, I'm gonna kill it. You're gonna bomb the hardest you've ever, ever done in your whole life. Um, but it was fine, a lot of people thought it was like a great performance. Uh, the Justin Timberlake kid, that was weird. Um, he got a lot of publicity over that for him just being, I don't know, 10. Like, I don't get it, my niece is 10, she's not famous. I heard that people are trying to get Migos to do uh, the Super Bowl next year, which is in Atlanta. I think it's I think it's in Atlanta, I'm just about sure. That's gonna be hilarious. Just think about them playing the song Stir Fry and white people really thinking that it's about like Chinese food. That's gonna be fantastic. Like I would love to see that. Cause the video is awesome. I don't know if you've seen the Migos Stir Fry video, but it's pretty good. Uh, if Migos does the Super Bowl, that's going to be a turning point in the country. Not just like, <laughs> because like mumble rap has definitely taken over like hip hop. And I mean, if it's coming out of Atlanta, it's going to be around for a while. Because if you watch like how the world moves, it kind of moves in the position like where Atlanta is. Like where Atlanta's doing and like uh, clothing trends and music and TV shows. It's pretty much kind of like how the country is moving. Aside from the president. Other than that, pretty much all Atlanta. Um, so yeah, speaking of black stuff, March the 1st, Atlanta comes on FX, season 2. So excited for that. I'm actually more excited for season 2 of Atlanta than I am for Black Panther movie. And that's saying a lot, because I'm, I'm pretty stoked for the Black Panther movie. Not as like a black dude going to see an all-black comic book um, movie, but just like as a dude who wants to see a good movie about a character that you don't really hear a lot about. So I was like, oh, I'm excited to see this movie. And I just love how people are making this thing into like a whole, uh, like a, a black movement. What would have happened if the Black Panther movie came out in July? Would you guys still go to the movie if it was like July the 17th or some random day? Y'all wouldn't pull up like you will during Black History Month. I'm pretty sure y'all wouldn't. That's why I'm glad that uh, I'm, I'm I know it's gonna be a lot of people there at the movie because I'm going like on opening night or whatever, and I'm going the late show, so it's gonna be like ten o'clock, and that's exactly when black folks get off work. So it's gonna be a lot of black folks in there. That's gonna be dope. Uh, I think it's probably gonna be just like when I went to see um, the Tupac movie, which was crazy. I went to see the Tupac movie, and I remember. Uh, people were dancing and singing or whatever. Like, I had never seen it before in a movie. Like, as I knew, that was like a great movie. And not just because it was like, you know, about like a, a quote-unquote black hero or black rapper that everybody uh, loves. But like, I had never seen like a bunch of people come together over like something on the screen. Like, that's how well-written I feel like that show, that uh, movie was actually. Because um, there were moments, there's like, I've been to like a lot of shows, a lot of movies, um, but I hadn't seen like, I guess camaraderie amongst strangers and not been at like a baseball, basketball, or football game. So that was pretty dope. That means that uh, the writers definitely did a great job as well as um, maybe the most, because they just knew how to throw in every Tupac song that everybody knew, like All Eyes On Me came in at a very good part of the movie or whatever. So I think it's gonna be the same thing with Black Panther. I just hope that all these clowns don't show up wearing dashikis knowing they've never been to Africa a day in their life.
Like, I appreciate the fact that it's like, oh, uh, African pride, blah, blah, blah. You have no connection to Africa. You, you've never, you don't even know what a flight costs to Africa. Like, I know for me, I want to go, but I'm not going to be somebody different than who I am every single day. Like me, I wear V-necks year-round, all right? I'm not going to show up to this movie wearing a dashiki and whatever else. Like, that's not me. That just seems silly. Um, but yeah, the movie should be dope. Uh, February has been a February has been a marathon of a month for me so far. Like I've had, it seems like a show here, a show there, where it's like twenty four hour turnaround where I have a show and then like I might not have a show the next day, and then I got to go out of town for a show and I get back home it's like two a.m. and I get up at seven, work at twelve, get off at ten, have a show. So pretty much this whole month has been one long day. But that's been good though. It's been keeping me busy, um, having some interesting conversations. So something great happened at work. Speaking of February, this guy he comes into my job and he's like, uh, he's like, hey, I need help with my phone. I was like, okay, cool. What's going on with the phone? He says, yeah, I've been trying to make a phone call to my wife, and it's not working. So I said, what's the number? And he told me the number. I type it in my phone. I call it, and it starts to ring automatically. And he just looks me in my eyes and he goes. I'm a dumb fuck. I was like, oh my God. Like, that was hilarious to me. Like, just, <laughs> and I couldn't say he wasn't, because I'm a pretty good judge of character, but I feel like he could have been like 50-50. Like, this guy, I laughed so hard after he left when he said that. And then, the thing that's crazy is like, he asked me to help him with something else on his phone. And again, without missing a beat, he's like, I'm a dumb fuck. Like, I wish that I could go to his house and watch like how his wife must tear him down. Because you know, if you hear something repetitively, you'll start to say that thing. I'm pretty sure that's probably something his wife says to him whenever he messes up. Uh, like he just drops some, he like drops a glass as he's bringing like their food or whatever to the living room so they can eat. And he's like, she's like, you're a dumb fuck. And he just drops his head. He's like, yes, yes I am. And then he had to come and see me the next day. I wasn't trying to make him feel stupid, but 90% of the problems I have, I just tell people, I do just like what they do in the IT crowd. I'm just like, have you tried turning it on and off again? And as soon as I turn it off, turn it back on, every text message, every whatever comes through. And that's the sense of what it is for me. Whenever I'm at my job, it's a lot of that, a lot of old people. One guy tried to threaten me the other day at work. That was pretty dope. I have grown a lot as a man. Like when I was like 21, 22, I probably would have been talking trash. But I was like, you know what? I got health insurance now. I, I can't be I can't be losing that over 350-pound Hispanic dude. Like, I can knock this dude's block off easily. But I'm not going to do that, you know? It serves me no purpose. But he was like, yeah, uh, you messed up my phone, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, man. Sorry about that. Because I guess I was trying to like upgrade his phone or something. I accidentally put it on somebody else's line. Never made that mistake before. And uh, his phone cut off. He came back in. He said, why are you messing my phone, man? I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I can see if I can help you. Just give me a second. He said, no, you can help me now. Something like that. And I was like, all right. I was like, all right, first off, chill out. Because like, I'm not going to fight you in my job. Like, this ain't the hood or whatever. <clears throat> so we're sitting there. I went to another customer. My, my boy from work had grabbed the guy before he like got like super upset. He's like, hey, man, why'd you, tell, why'd you tell me I had to pay my phone off before I can upgrade? I was like, your phone was broken? 
you can't trade in a phone to us that's broken and expect us to pay for it. He's like, okay, okay, I see how it is. He's like, if we have this issue again, I'll be back. You understand? I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I understand. I was looking at him dead in his face. Because I, I could have. I could have, like, went on and on. But I had, like, this, this sweet 80-year-old black lady in front of me. Like, somebody who kind of might remind you of your grandma. So he's like, man, I'm going I'm to chill out. I'm going to be in my best behavior right now. But, but if she won't hear, bet. We would have had, had it out. Like, a nice little discussion. A very collegiate debate, me and that man. But, yeah, that's all I got for this week. And we out.